Well, it's day five. So it's Saturday, August 30th. And we're having to think back again because we're again catching up from That's all right. the, the uh, missed nights. So uh, we jumped up, got up out of bed, and ran off to a concentration camp. Yes, that was the highlight of, of the trip for me, actually. But we went to a town called Orienburg, and where the Session Housing concentration camp uh, is located. Right, we got there by jumping in the car. Yes, we drove. And uh, Sigrun drove us up there. It was about 40 kilometers uh, outside Berlin, not mm-hmm. that far. I haven't looked at maps or anything like that for these type of places, like just the, the way they're laid out or how large they are. So I was surprised at, at how large this place was. Yes, it's huge. And it's a, a health... Like, I mean, if you're going to go uh, be prepared and wear good good shoes and all that stuff because... There's a lot of walking. Yeah. They, they tend... To, I guess these places tend to have only one entrance and it's on a road and we had to walk quite a distance to get to the front entrance and then move around on the inside and see the things. So there's a lot of, a lot of ground covered. Yeah. So this, the admission is free. So, mm-hmm. which was surprising and you pay three euros to get an audio guide, which is well worth it. And it's, it seems like it's not very much money to, for all the information that is contained in that guide. And you just, there's stories after stories. Yeah. We were there for three and a half hours and we could have been there easily for six. Yeah. With the, I don't know how they can hold all the information because it's done in, I don't know how many languages, but there's a lot of storage on those things. Yes. It was nice. So Paul could get his in English and I got mine in French, which was, was nice. Yeah. Um, And Zigurun and, uh, and Frank were using, using German. Yeah. So, and you would think that the French would be longer. Yeah, well, maybe maybe it was, maybe it was. (laughs) I I was looking for a button that would speed up the text because I felt like I was falling behind you guys. Well, because uh, there's the story about each building that you can see there, um, but then there's, like, complimentary information if you want to hear, like, a testimony of somebody or... So, first you start listening to the testimonies, then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm falling behind, I can't keep up with the... The main story, so I had to stop listening to those yeah. quite quite quickly. I recognized that the map was actually my friend too, because I could see where each numbered point was, and I could see well I'm approaching this, and it's going to be number eighteen. So then I could type it in, and I wasn't wasting time, uh, not knowing what the next number was, going, and it wasn't numerically in order either. That's right. There's a little bit of construction going on, reconstruction or whatever. So you'd go from 15 to 18 and then come back around and see 16 and 15. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, but there's, I mean, it's not just a Jewish camp. It was uh, it's actually a very old camp in terms of 1933, I think it was built. That's right. So it was right away for the, uh, for the Nazis, a place to send their um, most unwanted. Mm-hmm. And it was relatively close to the capital. So it was a, uh, a place to... Get, that got a lot of attention right away. Yeah, it was created in a very architecturally sound way mm-hmm. um, for a fixed size, but um, basically, if you were in the the tower, you could look and see the entire landscape in front of you, and the buildings were in fanning out like a like a fan that you'd use to uh, to cool yeah. yourself off. Yeah. 
and that allowed a great perspective on keeping track of what was going on in the camp. Yeah. So, but it was very large, very large. Yes. Like dozens of football fields could fit inside this thing. Right. Not, not all the barracks are still up, but for the ones that have been destroyed, they still had like a metal frame on the ground. Labeled with, with a number. Labeled with number and gravel so you could see the shape and the, the, the setup. The yes, that's yeah. right. And the, there's just this crazy stuff that they had. So they needed, the, apparently they needed to test shoes. So they created a runway, which was in a half moon shape. And they would have the prisoners walk in shoes for 40 kilometers per day to test out these shoes. On different surfaces. There was, there was pavement, there was gravel, there was uh, stones. I mean, there was... Yeah, just like uh, you would expect if you were in the army and needing to walk in these shoes. And, of course, they're wearing a full set of 100 kilograms of, of backpack. Yes. So, but they didn't give a person the size of shoes that they actually wore. They would just give them any shoe. So imagine getting a pair of size 7s when you're a size 12 and then told, make it work. That's right. Just craziness. Yes. So we could go on and on about that, but we... Anyway, yeah. so well worth the detour if anybody goes to Berlin. Yeah. That's something you need and, to put on your list. And I guess one of the, the most haunting parts was the, the killing area. Oh, well. yeah. So um, actually we just... It's known as Zone... Tower Z, Station Z, Station Z, which yeah. was, I guess, for the German SS, it was a, you know, you come in at at Tower A and you leave the compound at Station, Station Z, Z yeah. or Z. So it's the end of the alphabet, which is you went basically up a smokestack. That's right. So, so we finished that. Drove back to the hotel, got freshened up. Took the underground, right back downtown. That's right. So Gendarme Market where we uh, hit Fassbender and Rausch, and that's a chocolate store factory. Yeah. and they Very had, like, fancy one. Yeah. In the windows, they had chocolate displays. Like, there's a 205-kilogram chocolate replica of the Titanic, 1 to 100 scale. <sighs> so if there's not a... If, if you like chocolate, that's a place to go. For sure. So we hit the plaza, the market... We have a French and German church surrounding a concert house. Yeah, almost two identical churches. I guess they're constructed as churches, but used as musical yeah. halls now. Yes. But you'd have to actually look at them very closely to find a difference between them. They're, they're almost a mirror image of each other. Then on we went to the Museum Insel, which is an island of museums. Uh, unfortunately, it was Saturday night, 5, 6 o'clock. Most of them were closed, but we got to see the outside and the buildings and the I didn't architecture. Have any, yeah, I didn't have any room left in my head after going to the... The concentration camp, yeah. no. Then we hit the Berlin Cathedral called yeah. Dome. Dome. Um, so we're walking around. We Zigun and I got the chance to peek inside. And there was just actually a service going on, so we stayed for about five minutes and came back out. Right. Oh, but what um, struck me in that whole area is that you can... I mean, the place is under construction. Oh. So, like, it is, there may be 30 or 40 towers, just, uh, not towers, um, construction cranes. Yes. Ready to be manufacturing a building or building up. Yeah. So the, the city is just covered 
the skyline is just covered in uh, in towers. In cranes. Cranes. So the last stop for the day for me was Eastside Gallery. So we jumped on the S-Bahn that takes us to the Eastside Gallery. But by then it's about 8 o'clock. So sun is going down. It's a rougher we, part of town. Rougher part of town. So we do our 15 minutes taking pictures. But the Eastside Gallery is basically a piece of the Berlin Wall with drawings on it. Mm-hmm. Graffitis, I saw, but drawings. So we took a few pictures. Jumped back on the S-Bahn and decided since it was dark and we hadn't had supper, it was time to eat supper. So one of our friends, Leroy, had uh, given us an idea of going to a a local pub or a a Berliner pub type of thing, uh, which luckily was near our hotel. We got off the S-Bahn had supper, we entered there, and, and it was full of photographs of local and TV and... Celebrities. Celebrities of some type from 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, I'm not sure. So dozens and dozens and dozens of photographs. So our supper was, for you, was typical uh, yeah. sausage uh, and sauerkraut? Yep, yeah. Nuremberg sausage and sauerkraut. And you had? I had, like, ham... Pan-fried ham, big slice with an egg on it and some pan-fried potatoes and onions. So basically breakfast for supper. With beer. With a large cold beer. Very so, nice. Crystal beer. We staggered out of there, went back to the hotel. <laughs> and, and collapsed in our is, bed. <laughs> that's the end of the story, end of the day. <laughs> and that was the last day we were going to have in Berlin. Yes. Ciao. Talk to you later.